basically you're looking for equal opportunity nutrition for each plant on a section of the field that corresponds with the size of a fill. Global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Hello, and thank you to today's episode. I really appreciate you tuning in. Rod here at A Better Way to Farm, where we increase yields and improve profits. Thank you guys for your time today. As always, we're grateful that you'll share a bit of your day with us. We are super fortunate today, and we have kind of an unusual circumstance. As you guys well know, there are two of us who do the lion's share of these podcasts, I think at 100%, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, myself, I do part of the interviews and part of the talking, and the other individual is my guest today, not the interviewer, but my guest, because he is an expert in the area that we want to talk about. I'd like to welcome to today's episode, Mr. Tyler Hall. Well, thanks, Rod, for having me. Yeah, it's weird sitting on the other side of the desk. I, like you said, every time I do one of these, I'm always the one asking the questions. So I'm honestly, normally I don't get nervous like this, and I'm, I'm a little bit nervous to, to answer some of the questions you have for me. So I'm excited about this episode. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. It really is. And as in true form, because I predominantly want to hear what person's instincts are, I don't tend to give a lot of questions in advance. And therefore, Tyler did not get a chance to do all the studying and preparing <laughs> so that he can have this textbook answer, because that's not ever what I'm looking for. And I, you know, we want these things to be real and to be raw. And that's what we're sharing. So guys, today we're going to talk about soil sampling it is that time of year. The combines are rolling. If you listen to the previous, just the previous podcast, I'm going to recap it for just a second. We believe that it is ideal to test in October, November, because predominantly we are able to react. We get our data in time to make a good solid movement in, in regards to what we need to do based on those results of the soil tests. And so we like fall better than spring. Also recapping from last week's episode, we are not proponents of grid sampling unless you're trying to do pH management. In the event that we need to apply calcium, do some lime, something like that, then we're going to do that. However, we tend to do it, well, I'm going to ask Tyler this, but, it, but the, the short version for where I said is, when we go out and soil test, we want to test in blocks and we want to test it the same way they plant it. Because when they start the planter at the east end of the field, they're going to run the exact same thing in that starter system all the way to the other. So Tyler, how long have you been pulling soil tests for guys? Well, so I uh, was blessed to do this at the co-op. You know, when when you take that agronomy sales job, that's one of the things you get to do is when you're new, you get to go pull soil samples. So I was the whole plugger or the whole puncher, as some may call. So that started back in 2007. But I've been doing this for the Better Way to Farm team for going on three years now something that is extremely important. And that's one of the things that I wrote down is that consistency is key. And you've got to make sure that when you're doing these, is that whether you're calling us and you're doing this or whether you're having your local co-op or somebody do it, you want to make sure that the person that's doing it has some morals and some values that you could cherish because there's certainly some kids out there, some people out there that are doing it the wrong way. So you want to make sure You've got kind of an expert out there that that actually knows what they're doing and they're actually, you know, they care about it and they're passionate about it. And that's important. You've opened up a whole plethora of things <laughs> for me. Well, because oftentimes the soil sampler is considered the entry level position. Yep. And every decision we make is based off the, the validity and the quality of that data. So I'm really uncomfortable with that being a place where the brand new kid out of college who's 
not got any experience goes and starts. I'm real uncomfortable with that. But I want to take a side note for just a second. What did you say you did when you worked for the co-op? Your What was your title? <laughs> well, I was, I was obviously an agronomy salesperson, but uh, on my business card, the first place I worked at, I was an agronomy sales specialist. <laughs> and often, you, uh, yeah. <laughs> and let me guess, they didn't really want you to abbreviate that to an acronym, huh? No, that was totally, yeah, that was the acronym was, was on my business card. I tried looking for them the other day and I couldn't find them. (laughs) One of these days I'll come across that. (laughs) Just wanted to get that. And I want to let everyone know that I really appreciate Tyler. He used to work for the co-op system and then he came and he's on our team and he works with us and he did, he completed the 10 step plan for people who've (laughs) left the co-op and he has his certificate of achievement. I'm super proud of him for that. Now let's get back into the seriousness of this. So, Tyler, it is important because the decisions that we make are going to impact our financial future. They're going to impact the decisions that we make from an agronomic standpoint. So what do you feel the keys are? What are some of the things that have to happen in order for you to get accurate data back? The biggest thing is, is taking that test, you you know, so I'm like, if somebody was calling me and and contracting me to come do the work, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually take, I'll talk about it in a little bit, but I actually have a bucket. uh, It's called a collect and go bucket. It uses an auger bit and it's got a a hole in the bucket. It's kind of oblong shape, but anyway, it works very well for taking samples and I have markings on it. So I can go down, you know, generally when I'm out in a field, you know, if it's like conventional tillage, you're going to go eight inches deep on a typical soil sample. So I, I've got markings on it that I'll run eight inches down to collect that core. And I'll do that consistently throughout the field. The other thing about consistency, and you brought it up earlier, is that making sure that you sample like in the fall. And the fall is always the best. And it's always the best because it gives you the longest time to make the plan. It doesn't necessarily mean that you can't sample in the spring. That's not what we're saying. It's just that when you do this, you know, coming up in 30 days or something like that, it gives you three, four months to kind of get the results back and kind of think through what you want to do. You know, if you do this in in the middle of March and you get those results back and now it's go time, it's kind of difficult to kind of understand what in the world you're really doing. So, making sure that you get the the proper depth is first and foremost. And then you want kind of a uniform pattern. However, you're going to do this, you know, again, if I'm out there doing it, like you mentioned, Rod, we're going to do, I call it a hybrid zone, right? We, We don't do grid sampling, even though I could, we do this hybrid zone where we'll take a look at that chunk of ground and kind of talk with the grower about how they're going to plant that field. And if you're going to plant that 40 all one direction or, uh, you know, all one prescription, that's what you want. You don't want to go out there and pay a bunch of money for a grid when you're not going to use that data. So that's the next thing that we're going to talk about. And then the last thing to me, a big part of this consistency is actually the results that you get. You know, our program that's over 30 years old that's kind of one of the points of differentiation that it's got is the fact that you're taking a complete soil test and you're getting back all of the, not only all the micros or the macros, but also all the micros that you're going to need to really increase your yield and kind of take that to the next level, whether you're looking for yield or maybe it's just a positive return on investment. When you say the correct depth, you're talking typically what, eight inches on a tillage system, no-till probably six? Yes. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the resources that you can take a look at is Midwest Labs. I mean, we use that constantly, Ron. I know that you've mentioned it several times as well. But when you go to Midwest Labs and look at their resource page, they've got an agronomy handbook that's absolutely phenomenal. But I'm, on page 81, they actually go through 
the different kind of techniques that you could use, whether you use a soil probe or, you know, like in my instance, I'm using this auger bit. They recommend a spade. I'm telling you right now, please don't go out there with a shovel and dig up a bunch of dirt and throw it in a bag. Please don't do that. But it'll kind of talk about, you know, we work with growers that are, you know, strip till, ridge till, you know, whatever kind of tillage practice you've got, it has kind of these ideal scenarios and the the ideal depths that you need. And so you just need to make sure that you're consistent with that depth. If it's a four inch or an eight inch or a six inch depth, you want to make sure that every core that you're pulling is that exact same depth. You don't want to be too shallow or too deep. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a little bit. You brought it up. So on we're in a conventional till. Are you trying to get right back into the row or are you trying to go into the middle of the row in a conventional till? Well, again, so I'm hoping that everybody else asks those questions. I know that when I first started, I did not ask the grower these questions, but I'll ask you know, there's a difference. Like for the growers that we work with, generally a majority of them are in furrow fertility. And then if they need to supplement their fertility, they they might do it somewhere else. I don't really want to mention dry broadcast because we try to shy away from that. Uh, but I try to figure out where the, the guys are going because if they have been like, like strip till or if they've been working with us for a while and I go out there and I punch a core that's right in the middle of the row, And I do that across the entire field. The results are going to be skewed a little bit compared to what's in the row for some of our guys. So the broadcast guys are conventional till then I, then I will just go out there and I'll just hit some cores as I go along the way. But, but if they're a client of ours that we've been working with for a while, I try to get closer to the row about like four ish inches in between three and six inches from the row to try to pull up kind of what's there in that band. Okay. That gives us a good idea. If they're doing, what if they're doing, got these guys doing ridge till strip till and they're dumping mm-hmm. all their nutrients down pretty deep but they're t- tending to use that same strip over and over how do you handle that tyler yeah so the biggest thing is when you go up to that ridge you're actually kind of taking the core at kind of an angle i mean it works out anyway with what i do but even if you had a soil probe you would kind of go into that ridge at an angle because you're trying to pull a core out that is around that four to six inches deep kind of where they're placing that fertility you know that two to four inches you want to make sure that that core kind of goes through there and then what you can do depending on what they do you know some guys will go back and then go to the middle of the row and so then i would go out to the middle of the row and try to combine those a little bit because again you kind of need an accurate sample if they are consistently in those same ridges year in and year out then that's what i'll concentrate on is the ridge itself there's no point in testing the center of the row if you're not going to use it. So again, you know, know your own farm. Hopefully the person that's doing this for you will ask these questions. If they don't, maybe it's time to look for a, a new person. Yeah, exactly. Those are what we would consider red flags where we <laughs> <Yeah>. live. So, <laughs> all right. So um, we get these in. Now you're using our system through mm-hmm. a better way to farm, sending mm-hmm. them in, getting the recommendations. When they get these back, Talk to us about what kind of data they get back, what kind of recommendations they get back, Tyler. Yeah. So the first thing that I'm going to say is, is that when you work with our team at A Better Way to Farm, we have to start right away, literally with the foundation of your fertility program, which is the soil. When we take a look at that, I'm going out there, but I'm taking those tests for you, Rod. I'm not doing this as a part of my Kiheko agronomics. I, I don't send these off to Midwest Labs with my name on them. I send them off to Midwest Labs with your name and your account number on them because they're your samples. They're not mine. 
and to me that's absolutely critical that's the first step you know even when i worked at the co-op and i would do this for the co-op when i would send them to midwest labs i would submit them under the co-op name and then the grower name is basically secondary and so make sure you own your own samples that always drives me nuts when guys they'll sit there and they'll say oh no i have my own samples and it's like yeah but you have to call your guy you know if you're sitting there at two o'clock three o'clock in the morning you have to call your somebody and you have to ask them for your results if you want to make a change if you want to look at something and with our system you don't have to do that so when i submit those through midwest labs and your name and your account you're going to get in a in depending on the, the time period three to five four to seven business days you're going to get results back through your own account that you can look at. And the cool thing is it's, it's really a, we call it like a shift on the fly kind of recommendation system where not only do you get back your soil sample results, it'll tell you, like I said, all of the essential elements that it's going to take to grow a crop. It's going to have those results there. It's going to tell you whether you want the numbers. So like, you know, I know we, you know, we know Rod, the numbers, you know, if your K level happens to be at 200 and we know that the CEC is like a 15 and the organic matter is about a four, we kind of already know that, that that's a pretty high level of potassium, but some people don't know that that's what 200, you know, 200 parts per million means. So the nice thing is when you get that back, not only does it have those numbers there, there's even a kind of a line graph for people that like to look at the line graph. And for me, the biggest thing for me is the colors. I, I like the colors and I enjoy those. They can keep my interest for a while. So I just stare at that page with all those pretty <laughs> colors on it. <laughs> and, and that to me is kind of what takes us to the next level, right? Because you can see, you know, what you may be deficient in. And we clearly know that generally it's not N, P, and K that's going to make or break your fertility program. It's those other things that you've got to take a look at. When you get those results back, you can do one of two things. You can absolutely, on the right-hand side, you can absolutely go to your fertilizer supplier, or maybe you're one of those bigger operators that, that goes to the river and gets their own dry P and K. There are dry recommendations on the right side of that page that you can go do what you want with. If you choose to work with us and most of our clients, what they do is they'll scroll down to the next page. That's where the gold is at. You look through that thing. That's where you can change your in-furrow fertility program. You can change the crop type, yield goal, acres. You can do all of that stuff right there on your own. You don't need to call myself. You don't need to call Rod. You don't need to call whoever it is to make those changes. You can do those yourself. And to me, that's absolutely critical. So once you make those changes, then you can start setting yourself up for that next year. You know, we're going into 2023 and we want to make sure that, you know, hey, I know we had a drought this year, but I'm going to be pushing for 300 bushel corn. You can go in there and put in 300 bushel corn. You can go in there and you can put sugar beets in there if you want, strawberries if you want. So there are a ton of different options that you can pick from. And that's when you get that back and, and you call one of us up and you say, hey, Rod, I got my soil test back. I'd like to learn a little bit more about how I can be more efficient. And then you're going to say, well, that's fantastic. We've got this two-day fundamentals of agronomy program that we learn all about this stuff. Absolutely. And you know, and it all fits hand in hand. It's just like a big, it's more of a, a circle than it is a checklist because it depends on when you join the team. You join the team in January, then we're going to start with the training program, fundamentals of agronomy probably do some soil testing in the spring, although it's not ideal. You join the team now, we're going to do the soil testing. We're going to get the data. We're going to get the results. 
we're going to go to the training. We're going to be ready to implement. We get all set up to implement early in the spring. And so it, it doesn't matter. You know, we have guys join the team in July, and that's fine because we're always somewhere in that cycle of getting ready. Yeah. I want to drop back for a second onto the specific of pulling the test. You come out to my place. I got 80 acres. It's a quarter by a half. I'm planning it across. The rows are half mile long, so yeah. they're, you know, they're it's quarter mile wide, half mile deep. Yep. How are you going to pull? Because you know you're not doing grids. So how are you going to nope. pull that test on that 80 acres? So what I will actually do is when I go out there and I meet with you and I say, you know, this quarter by this half lays this direction. In my mind, I'm already thinking that the rows will probably run east to west. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. I don't know if that's yep. how your mind works. That's, that's how my mind yep. works. Yep. So you say, well, yeah, I always plan it east to west. And I'm going to say, okay, well, it is an 80. So we would at least like to break that up into two chunks, about 40 acre chunks at a time is about as big as we want to go, especially where you're at. You know, there's some places, you know, we work with some growers out in in central Nebraska uh, and their soil type doesn't change in a whole section. So what I do is I'll lay that square out and I'll look, I'll actually bring up the, the soil map itself but I know that you're going to be planting that thing east to west. And so generally what I'll do is I'll break it apart and I'll have the north half. I I generally label them like one, two, three, four on down the line. And that's how I break those things apart. And then I'll sample kind of the north half and then I'll sample the south half. Then when you get those results back, you can see if there are any differences. And then when you go plant that field east to west, you know that you can start on the north side and you can do a certain program. And then on the south side, you need to change things up, add things, subtract some things. Then you can do that kind of on that south side as well. But, yeah, I would try to keep them around 40 acres. You know, there there are some guys down in Missouri, though, that last year they were having me do, you know, 12 acres, 15 acres. Whatever works in your operation, that's kind of our goal. It's not that you need to conform to us. We need to conform to you. Absolutely. And that's a good motto right there. We need to conform to you. And I think part of it, Tyler, correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're really looking for is how many acres are you going to plant when you fill those tanks on your planter? Because you're not going to stop and drain them out and then put in something different and then put the original mix back in. So basically you're looking for equal opportunity nutrition for each plant on a section of the field that corresponds with the size of a fill. Is that a summary of it? Yeah, 100%. To add to that, you know, a few years ago, even I would always say, look, the technology isn't even there to variable rate some of this stuff across the field. Well, now here we are with the technology to do it, although it's very expensive. So it's still not a big fan of grid sampling, but I think maybe in the future that might be an option. But I mean, you're talking eight to 10 different products that you're going to carry on a planner to try to variable rate across the field, it's going to be very expensive and very difficult to do that. But in years past, we never could. So that's it. Pull into a field, load up with what you're going to use and go plant that field because we don't want this taking any longer than you do. And and that's the most important thing is, is getting that crop in the ground when the soil is fit. I know you've done some work for some of our friends out there in Western Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Big shout out to the Huskers. I'll leave all my Husker jokes for later. I'll let that slide. (laughs) Anyway, you know, you went out there and you've done some work for them. I know in particular this one family, I really appreciate them, Jim and his tribe that work together out there. Mm -hmm. But they had one particular field that was just like a problem child, part of, wasn't even a whole field. So while you're testing it, you know, north half, south half, 
you also, when you get into that problem area, you can go out and you can specifically sample just a problem child area, correct? Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing different or unique about what I'm doing compared to what other people do. It's just making sure that again, what I'm doing fits in their operation. So yeah, they, we sit down we say, you know, the North half, I could actually probably pull that field up. I know exactly the one you're talking about, but you know, the, the North half of that one field, <laughs> you know, has that area in it. And so we lay it down. Okay. So this is going to be sample one and sample two, but I'm going to go back into that spot and do sample three. And then we're going to take a look at what we can do. And maybe we don't change what's going in furrow across it, but you know, they do a lot of uh, their own spraying. And so they can go out and maybe they can, you know, foliar feed that a little bit different. And now, gosh, Rod, I don't know how many, how many people do you know that have those drones now that can go out and spray? I think I know eight guys now that have one or two of those yep. machines that are out spraying. And, and that's where this program is going to take those fields to that next level is to be able to micromanage that one spot is going to be absolutely critical. So yeah, absolutely. We can go out there and, and we can sample any spot that you have a, a, an issue with or kind of that problem child in that area. I appreciate that. You know, in that drone spraying in particular, we're going to do it. You didn't know this, but we're going to do another one of these calls probably in late May next year. We're going to talk about tissue testing because mm -hmm. I believe that's important too. I'm not going to get into it today, but with that drone, the particular deal I'm talking about out there out West, I think the aggravating part to me was there's like this area has just been miserable. It's never worked right. It doesn't work like the rest of the field. It's been terrible. It's 50, 80, 100 bushel off. And I was thinking, okay, Tyler's going to test this separately. And I'm going to have to just like rack my brain to try and figure out the problem. Because that's typically, you know, the deal when we get a problem child. Yep. You come back with this area and I'm just looking at the same things I always look at first. No organic matter was fair. The CEC was pretty good. And then I go look at pH yep. and it's like all of the rest of the field, 6.6. .6, and this section's like 5.7 <laughs> or 5.8. Yeah. You know, well, I don't understand. They've been testing that forever. Mm -hmm. Why someone else hadn't caught that. And I don't know if you know this or not, but they applied lime to that. And that part of the field has now come back and it's acting like the rest of the field. Oh, so wow. that $22 soil test made a lot of money. Awesome. So, yeah. So I'll have to start charging them more. Yeah. It sounds like. <laughs> uh, good luck with that. I'll, I'll give her a call and tip her off that you're coming and we'll see how that works. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> anyway, no, I, I appreciate it. Tyler, what else would you like to add here? We, I, I could talk to you all day. You're a great person to have on the phone and, your knowledge is tremendous and you've got the 16 seasons of experience pulling tests. And how long have you been with our better way to farm team? Uh, since 2014, you know, I, so I eight, nine so, years. yeah, you know, and it's something that I, I told myself that I would never, when I left the co-op, I told myself that I'd never sell fertilizer again. And now that's, this is all I do is sell fertilizer. So <laughs> <laughs> it's different though. It's a totally different deal, but yeah, yeah, yeah we, absolutely. I appreciate that. So anyway, what, what would you like to add or points you'd like to bring up here? Yeah. The biggest thing, and, and this is consistent throughout, you know, whether you're talking to our clients or I'm talking to our clients, the biggest thing is reaching out. You've got to take that step. If you're sitting there and you don't have your soil testing done, or you maybe have talked to one of the team members, you haven't opened up your account, and you, you haven't started working with us yet, just take the step and reach out and call us. And then the next thing is get to that two-day fundamentals of agronomy. That will absolutely change your operation. You know, you can do what you want with that information, 
but we can sit here all day long and talk about how fantastic this is or that is. But understanding the soil science behind it, understanding why does it make a difference? You know, I'm paying $12 for a grid sample and then I'm going out and I'm variable rating my PK and, you know, 20 pounds of sulfur. Oh, but by the way, I'm throwing in an average of two pounds of dry manganese sulfate. I'm telling you right now, if you're throwing out two pounds of something and you try to variable rate that, it's not going to happen. So reach out to us and, and, and give us a call and just to chat with us a little bit about your operation Ian, and kind of those next steps on, on how to make improvements. That's the biggest thing. Absolutely. Tyler, if they wanted you to come and actually do some soil testing for them, why don't you give us an email address? They could email you and reach out to you so they could circumvent talking to me and just get after it and talk to you about how to get this soil testing started. Yeah. So the easiest way to get a hold of me through that email address, it's kihakoag at gmail.com. And I'm going to spell that because I probably should have named my business something completely different, but I thought it was cool at the time. It's, it's the first two letters of my three kids' names. And I thought that that was neat. Uh, my daughter's name is Hayden. That's the H-A part of it. But when I spell this, it's going to read in English. It's going to read like it says ha. So it's K-E-H-A-C-O. That's Kiheko and then ag. It's just kihakoag at gmail.com. And that's where you can email me and we can go from there. We can absolutely talk on the phone later on as well. But um, I know like you, sometimes, uh, you know, our phones never stop ringing. So right on. Let's start with that. All right. Any closing comments before I wrap this up? Well, just thank you very much for talking to me today. It was interesting sitting on the other side of this. And so I, I very much appreciate it. I, I'm very excited to be a part of this team. I, like I said, I've, I feel uh, like I've been here forever <laughs> since 2014. I appreciate very much every opportunity that I've been given. And thank you for helping me. And I appreciate you kind of giving me a plug on this as well. So uh, get out there, get your soil sample, give me a shout, reach out to somebody and let's get this thing going. Absolutely. Tyler, I appreciate you very much. Actually, it's kind of strange. I'm sitting here at my desk looking at the calendar on the day we record this. When the sun rises three more times, it will be me finishing 30 years of a better way to farm. You know, our vision was always the same from the beginning was to do the most we could for the most growers and help them. And it's been a real fun ride to get to do this. And Lord willing, we'd like to have just another 30 years and we can talk about what we're going to do. You know, guys, I appreciate you tuning in. I hope you paid attention to what Tyler had to say here. He's He can make you a lot of money. Don't be afraid to, to utilize him and get him to help you some. And, oh, hey, by the way, guys, you know, you always can find us on Facebook. We've got a lot of videos there, a lot of good informational videos. We've got some short-form video over on TikTok. You can always swing by the Better Way to Farm website and take the profit calculator and see what ideas you might pick up there. If you find value in what we do, we would really appreciate it if you would give us a review give us a rating here on the podcast. And as always, feel free to share us with a friend. Tyler, I just want to say thank you. What a great day. Great day to have you on. I appreciate it. And to all of our listeners out there, we appreciate you guys a bunch. And we really do hope you're having a better day. A better way to farm.com. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.